Thank you for joining For Our Special Kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host, Jennifer Lansing. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I don't know if you can hear. I'm still a little sick. When I recorded this episode with Lauren, who I was real sick. <laughs> I just apologize now for the horrific voice that you get to hear. I wanted to introduce this episode quickly because it might be a little unique. Some people don't think of eczema as something that requires extra special attention or creates separation or exclusion for your child. And Lauren's here to talk about her son, Klein, who doesn't just have eczema. He has uh, red skin syndrome, which we'll talk about. And he has anaphylaxis, which is a serious, potentially fatal allergic reaction to many things, along with life-threatening asthma. So he's living a non-typical life. And Lauren's journey for the last 14 years with her husband, Denny, has been pretty intense, very lacking of sleep, very advocate-based. And I am thrilled to share this unique story with you. So I hope you enjoy. And as always, let me know what you think. And yes, I am getting better, if you're wondering. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, hey guys, you can hear. Mm -hmm. I'm still sick, (laughs) but the show must go on. So I'm sitting here drinking my throat coat tea and just trying to stay positive. But I'm really excited to have my friend Lauren here with me today to start up the Meet Amazing series again. It's always fun for me to learn about people's journeys and the journey that Lauren's been on with her son has been long, but you've had six years of pretty good positiveness. And so I'm excited to to introduce this topic of what's going on with Klein and how you really resolved things. And then there's hope. And as we as we're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, it's really nice to have hope. So I'm really happy that you're here, Lauren. Um, let me go ahead and read your bio and I'm gonna cough. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me while you cough. Thank you. (laughs) Well, okay. So Lauren grew up on the East Coast in Maryland and moved to the Truckee Tahoe area after she graduated from Towson University with a degree in performance theater. Lauren lives in Truckee, California with her husband, Denny, and her 14-year-old son, Klein. She currently works for the Tahoe Ability Program, managing the independent living program for adults with special needs in the Tahoe Truckee area. Yay, Lauren. Lauren is very active in the Truckee Community Theater and serves on the board. Her son, Klein, has anaphylaxis food allergies to dairy, eggs, and all nuts and is allergic to gluten. He also has severe asthma and has healed from topical steroid addiction withdrawal, also known as red skin syndrome, the damage created by steroids prescribed for eczema. There's a lot of big words there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's very wordy. Well, no, 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 it's not wordy. There's just a lot of big words there and a lot that I don't understand. So the first thing that we're going to really honor is that eczema is so much more than just a little skin irritation, right? You have some children who have mild eczema and Klein did not have mild eczema, if I understand this correctly. So yeah. let's let's go ahead and start with when 
you started seeing reactions? You know, was it when you were nursing or doing formula? When did his symptoms start? So basically, Klein came out of the womb with a rash because I was eating all the things he was anaphylactic to. So he wasn't having an anaphylactic reaction to my milk, but he was having an eczema skin reaction to my milk. And in the hospital, I put on like, well, I guess you're not supposed to really put lotion on a baby, but they didn't tell me that until after the fact. So anyway, I put on some Burt's Bee milk lotion and he had spots all over his body. So basically, I just did his first allergy test. Day two. Day two. But I was like, oh my God, he's a little polka dot. (laughs) So then we continued, you know, I didn't think he had food allergies. I didn't have any idea. So I continued to eat whatever I wanted. And his skin and itchiness continued to to go. It just he was always itchy. He he, you know, we we bundled him as tight as we could so he wouldn't scratch himself and he had little mittens. And then finally at like four months old, we took him first to a derm. Denny and I don't have food allergies. Nobody has food. Nobody has anaphylactic food allergies. And so I wasn't really aware of food allergies and I didn't think about it coming through my breast milk. Okay, hold on. I got to stop this. So first of all, your pediatrician or the, the obstetrician didn't say, oh, dude, hold on. You got a polka dot kid. We maybe have something going on here. Their first suggestion was a derm. They didn't suggest an allergist first. But they didn't say, oh, he's having an allergic reaction to something. I don't remember them saying anything about that. I mean, they first said go to a derm. So we went to a derm and the derm prescribed this lotion to put on twice a day, mm-hmm. every day. And especially if he gets itchy, but they didn't say it was a steroid and they didn't say you really shouldn't be using it for long term. So then we put that on his skin looked great for a while. And then the pediatrician, like at six months said, you should probably see an allergist because something must be going on. So maybe at that point, you were putting the lotion on, but in between like putting lotion on, you would start seeing the skin get irritated again so that you knew like, oh, this is just a topical solution. This isn't actually getting to the cause. I think at that point, I probably was doing a lot of Googling, yeah. but, but the derm didn't say anything about he, sh- he might have food allergies. Basically the derm didn't agree in food out al- that food allergy c- could uh, cause the skin irritation. And then the allergist didn't think you should be seeing a derm. They were like butting heads. Lovely. But anyway, we went to <laughs> lovely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let's go back to Klein's, um, position at this point. So he's having to wear mittens. The, the, mm-hmm. the ointment or the cream is helping. It is helping at that point. Is he getting like bloody because he's itching so much at night and things no, like that? No, at that point, it was really like heat areas like behind, like normal eczema, like behind the knees, the elbows, the neck. Those were his main spots when he was just having normal eczema. All right. So now you're at the allergist. Yes. So we're putting on this lotion in quotes, steroid twice a day. Then we go to the allergist and the allergist tests him and he's anaphylactic. This is, he's still only getting breast milk, has not been introduced to food, thankfully, because then we find out he's anaphylactic to dairy, eggs, almonds, gluten. It was a lot. So then I left the, the allergist basically just like 
I don't know what I'm allowed to eat. I like think I literally cried at the grocery store because I didn't know what I could eat. Right. I mean, I remember producing breast milk. You have to eat. Like you got to feed your body. I had pl- plenty of body to lose, but <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious. All right. I could have been okay, oh but it was just it was overwhelming. But thank God we went to the allergist. You know, I had a very hard time breastfeeding. I had to use a, a nipple shield the whole time. I I don't know how much TMI you want to go into, but I would get clogged ducts like one or two a week. Oh. It was just awful. I, I, I and then and the allergist was like, breast milk's the best thing for the baby, especially with babies with food allergies. So you know, you eliminate the foods from your diet, and then you give him the breast milk that's the healthiest because it doesn't have its allergens in it. And then all that guilt. Yeah. So I breastfed with a nipple shield for two years. Whoa. So then me going off all of his foods, his skin did also get even better. But then the allergist gave me another steroid. Meanwhile, nobody's really telling me this is a steroid and it shouldn't be used daily. And it probably really shouldn't be used daily on a baby with like super supple skin. And then the pediatrician gave me a steroid for his diaper rash. And then they, the steroids, so probably by that time, he's like six months to a year. He keeps needing more and more steroids because the, the, the rash kind of, it gets addicted or that it's actually that the capillary system shuts down from the overusage of steroids. So then they kept upping his steroid usage. But at this point, I didn't know it was a steroid, but I still wasn't ever told that you shouldn't use it for more than a week, which is really what you're supposed to do. And he had been using it for years. Yeah. He had been using it daily since he was four months old, multiple times a day. And then we went into a steroid called Dermasmooth, which is an oil you put all over their body. So every night we would just lather the kid up. (laughs) That led you to red skin syndrome, which is topical steroid addiction withdrawal. Yes. So at two, we went to my dad's house in New Jersey and I didn't take enough of his um, desonide. I think it was called the, the, the steroid he was on. And we ran out and his, his skin went crazy, like insane itching. We had to actually go get the pharmacist to give him a script in New Jersey. And I can remember it. I was so excited because they gave us a larger tube of the steroid. I was like, oh my God, this is going to last so much longer. I was getting them every like, whatever, I don't know, six weeks or something. The pharmacist never said like, whoa, this kid's on a lot of steroids. You're getting these a lot and they're all different kinds. So what happened between that time in New Jersey and when, okay, hold on, we got to get him off of this. What triggered that decision? So once he kind of missed for a little while, we could never get back on top of his skin being better. And the steroids really stopped working and he would just, it, they burned, like physically burned. When we put them on, he would be like, no, mommy, they hurt. Like mm. they weren't working anymore. And not only they were, they weren't working, they weren't working, but they were burning. So my husband and I were like, well, this is ridiculous. Let's just stop. Then he went through the full body rash, full body oozing. It went from eczema and spots to like head to toe oozing burning i mean he didn't sleep their cortisol zone levels changed so that you can't really sleep 
he would sleep from like four o'clock in the morning to like one in the afternoon. And he's two, two and a half. So he's two and a half at this point should be awake and only having an afternoon nap. Yeah. Yeah. He should be sleeping like a normal kid. Right. And, and we didn't know what the heck was going on. And so I started Googling and I found ITSAN, the International Topical Steroid Addiction Network. I At that point, I was working at night because Klein couldn't go to preschool. So I took a job cleaning. So I'd work from like seven in the night till like four in the morning, come home and Klein would still be awake. <laughs> and oh my, my poor gosh. husband would be like sitting, he'd live in the, he, the only thing that comforted him was the tub. So he would be living in the tub. And Denny would be like sitting next to on a chair while Klein's in the tub 24 hours a day. And hold on, you're sleeping never because. Well, no, I actually got to sleep because I'd go to sleep at four in the morning when Klein's levels were good and he would sleep with me till one. He would still be itching all through sleeping, but he could at least sleep. So then I was Googling and I found it's Santa. The pictures look just like him. I mean, the whole cycle of the oozing, then they'd scab, then the scab would come off, they'd ooze again. I mean, he, his little nipples would ooze and then scab, and then the scabs would come off, and they just repeat and repeat and repeat. Oh, was, everything. I mean, itched. every single spot of his body. Oh, poor baby. Went through the withdrawal. I mean, basically, all you could, I mean, we spent, I don't even know, tens of thousands of dollars trying. We ripped out the carpet. We changed his diet. He went on a GAPS diet. And What's GAPS diet? Uh, GAPS was like, I think it's like gastro. I don't even know what it stands okay. for anymore. But it was basically like bone, like you make your own bone broth and you only eat whole foods. And I mean, like mm-hmm. he was eating like chicken legs and avocados and bone broth like just super clean and did that help no didn't help at all nothing helped the only thing that helped the bathtub I put some olive oil in the bathtub he couldn't do oatmeal and then you know I'm sure you know you get all these people giving you all the suggestions to cure your baby (laughs) you know Uh I love it by the way this whole time Lauren is itching you're talking about this and you you haven't stopped itching. It is hilarious to watch you. No one else can see this, but I'm starting to want to itch. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor baby. I am baby. actually really itching. I keep touching my microphone. <laughs> I'm like, stop touching. Stop itching, Lauren. Now you're making me want to itch. Okay. Oh my God, so this poor baby, what started working? Nothing worked. I mean, we tried acupuncture. We tried, I mean, we tried everything, energy healing, uh-huh. every lotion, potion, <laughs> I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing helped. The only thing that helped ease him was uh, he lived in the bathtub. Tub. Right. We called him Little Merman. He slept with ice packs and he ate a shit ton. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. A shit ton of popsicles. Because it would like, well, first off, it tastes good. He's a little one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now I'm starting to itch. Now you're itching. Everybody's Uh itching. Yeah. (laughs) And they distract him. But I mean, it was years. We went to see the specialist in LA and he was like, oh, he'll be good in like six months. The last time he had steroids was February of 2012. He was born in 2009. So. So he was almost three. He couldn't go to kindergarten because he was too itchy. So he did kindergarten a year later. 
So we gave him another year to heal, but he was still being wrapped, completely wrapped, like his feet, feet and his um, wrists were completely wrapped every day. Like his feet would still ooze where they would be, they would stick to socks or his footed pajamas and you'd have to soak them in the tub so that you could actually get his pajamas or the gauze wraps off because they would be stuck to him. I mean, so what is it was this? hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you giggle now. I mean, or you giggle, but it's just because it's so horrible to even probably go back and think about this. Like there's trauma involved in that, not just for the oh, baby. Yeah. There's trauma for you and your husband and and not being able to make it better. Yeah. I mean, and and the psychological turmoil on little Klein at this point. How is he even handling it? I mean, is he at this point, is he a happy child? Is he just managing the itch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he ended up learning how to manipulate us. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, if you were out and about and he wants something, he would get itchy because he knew, like, because also, if you get upset, he'd get, you know, if he got upset, he'd get itchy. You get hot and the hot. Yes, exactly. The, the heat, like he literally, he would be outside in the rain and he would, if the rain touched his skin, he would have complete hives. Like he got stung by bees. I mean, it was insane. His, basically his whole capillary system had to learn how to function again. Okay. So that was from the steroid. Yes. So tell me about that. You mentioned that in one of the, um, in our conversation previously about, the healing from the damage the steroids did to his capillary system. So talk with me a little bit about what that means. So his capillaries, they ended up not being able to close anymore. So his capillary, that's why there's the ooze. That's why they're red because the capillaries, they're just wide open so that they actually had to learn how to work again and close again, like a capillary is supposed to close. Yeah. And that took how many years? I don't think he completely got better from red skin syndrome for eight or nine years. What are the doctors doing at this point? You're saying no thank you to the steroids. And I am sure you're having to completely advocate and be like mama bear yes. on this journey. So talk with me a little bit about how you manage standing up to the doctors and saying, no, we're doing this route for my child. Well, I mean, honestly, it's terrifying. So first off, the doctors don't believe and they either haven't heard of red skin syndrome or they don't believe that this is even possible. Even I, I show them my blog pictures where I'm like, this is where he was and his body is just bleeding and oozing. The majority of them, they still push for steroids. The second or third part of his issues is that he has, once he stopped the steroids, he got really bad asthma. He didn't have asthma. We stopped the steroids and like six weeks later, he ends up with asthma. So I don't know if the steroids were, this is just me thinking maybe they suppressed his lungs. Right. And then when we stopped, the lungs weren't functioning as well. So now you have three things that the main medicine for is steroids, asthma, steroids, inhalant, or oral steroids, right. um, anaphylaxis. If you go into anaphylaxis, if the EpiPen doesn't work, they want to give you steroids. And then eczema, the only thing really that they have is steroids. So 
he's been hospitalized for his asthma three times. I mean, basically for a very long time, we were extremely terrified of going to the doctor. Just because they pushed you and pushed you and pushed you so much. Yeah, they push you and they make you feel like they're going to call CPS. Well, that's what I was wondering. At this point, if you're not outside of decreasing any foods and I'm sure detergents and like you said, taking away all the dust and figure and putting him in baths, how are you giving him relief? And I could see how a doctor would say, this is not healthy for your child. There's no relief for him. Put him back on steroids. Right. But the steroids weren't working. They were burning. One time he ended up having, I think it was just a cold. It went into his lungs, which is what it does because he has asthma. And Denny took him to the doctor that I knew did not agree with us. And she, she hospitalized him in Truckee. And then she threatened me that he was going to have to be care flighted to renown. And we got into a fight in front of Klein in his bedroom, like in the hospital room. She's like, well, I don't even believe in the, in steroid addiction. I think when he was having that skin issue, it was because, because he needed more steroids. I was like, the only thing we did was stop steroids and the, and look at his skin now. And she still was like, well, I think you're just being ridiculous. And then I was getting all upset. And so anyway, then uh, she did end up just having him take the um, ambulance instead of the care flight. But I know she was using a tactic because because she kept saying, you know, that Ren Renown is going to want to use steroids. You know that when they get there. Right. And I went in. Oh, God, you should have seen me in that that ambulance. I was like, just getting my fists up. Ready, yeah. Like ready for a fight. To fight. Yeah. And thank and it God is they listened to me. They listened to me. They did. So that's you know, as you're describing this, whether the journey is eczema and steroid addiction and red skin syndrome, or it's advocating for no vaccines, or it's yep. advocating for something at school, it's terrible that moms and dads have to fight. You know, you get you, their fight. You, yeah. you got to get your fight on. And I really hope that in the future, we can start start listening more to a mother's or a father's intuition. The child knows and the child is going to tell you intuitively, this is what's going on. You know, the parent knows best. Now, I, I can say there are certain things that I guess I wouldn't know about, you know, if there was a heart condition or something like that. Yeah. In the end, I know my daughter, you know your son. And yeah. I'm glad they listened to you, but it is something that we all in one stage or another in our life have had to scrunch up our fists and get ready for a fight. It's, yeah. It's hard. It's and sad. advocate as yeah. hard as you can. You have to advocate. Yeah. And, and honestly, we're terrified. We're terrified that if they, they can't guarantee that if he doesn't have steroids now that he won't go back to ground one. Okay. You know? So where are we at right now with Klein's skin? He obviously has severe allergies. Yes. He still but, has anaphylax. He hasn't grown out of any of those. But his skin is clear. Yeah. It is. He did start, his asthma was so bad and with not being able to use steroids, we did end up doing an injectable. It's called Dupixent. It's actually asthma, eczema for allergies. It's a non-steroid. The third time he was hospitalized, we did agree to do that. Now, I'm honestly, I can't think about it, but I am terrified that 
if he stops taking it, I don't know what's going to happen. Even though it's a non-steroid, I just, I think he's, he's sensitive and I think he gets addicted or relies on the medicine more than some other kids. Right. I mean, it's night and day with his asthma. It's worked. His skin's completely clear. I don't think it's done anything with his food allergies, but asthma wise, I mean, he's, he's able to do like sports and run and he's able to have a life. Yes, exactly. And sometimes you just have to make those decisions. Yeah. There's some proof that people kind of regress when they go off. I mean, it's a very new drug though. I'll say time will tell, but knock on wood. (laughs) Managing the clinical trials and looking at the late phase data would be really important as it starts coming out for that. I would imagine you want to be on top of that just proactively and even just talking to your doctor about that because they can pull up journals and all sorts of information on that for you. Yeah. And now we have a very supportive pulmonologist in Reno. And I think because Dupixin is doing so well, she's excited about that because she was even like, maybe we should try steroids. And literally we went in, Klein was crying. I was crying. Denny was crying because she was our one doctor and a pulmonologist who was also supportive of us not using steroids. And so when she was really like, I don't know, I feel like maybe you need to because his asthma is so bad. We just all broke down. If you can't guarantee that he's not going to go back there, then unless he's dying, basically, and the thing is, like, it's it's not an allergy to a steroid. I have an allergy to erythromycin. The doctor would never give it to me. But for some reason, steroids, they don't, they don't accept that. It's really weird. My mom is a former pediatric dermatologist. So I know. I was wondering I, what your mom would I think know. about this podcast. I know. <laughs> well, I'll, have her, about this. I'll have her listen and see. I mean, my mom's very very open. And she does always try to listen to the the parents, period. I mean, yeah. She does really try. So I'll definitely have her listen. And I know. I was I was thinking about that because I knew she was a, der- a mm-hmm. pediatric derm. Yeah. <laughs> well, She'd probably be like, I want to call CPS. <laughs> <laughs> I know we chuckle, but she, she also is a mama bear when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to get her feedback. All right. So let's transition to one just... How is Klein managing all of his extreme allergies, the anaphylaxis? He does really well. We don't eat out. We pack his food for everything. There's two places in town he can eat at, and then he can eat in and out French fries when we go places. So he's very limited on his foods, but he's gotten to be really good at cooking for himself now that he's 14. Since he was a baby, every time we go leave the house, we had to pack all the food. So. Yeah, he's doing pretty good with that. He has had to have the EpiPen a couple of times with some accidents, but okay. That's manageable. I mean, in comparison, it's still very, very scary. It's manageable, but we can't live like every other fam. Like, you know, we can't go, yeah, let's go meet for pizza. Or he doesn't get invited to sleepovers very often. Like he, he wasn't invited to parties very often. That's, I think, one of the hardest things as you watch your child progress through their journey, whether it's Teal's journey or Klein's journey or any child's journey, watching them get excluded. Yeah. I think for me is probably the number one hardest thing. And yeah. and, and I, I can cry because... Like Teal got invited to a birthday party the other day and they went to the trampoline park and I had to go and I had to yeah. jump with her and manage it and be there. And I couldn't just drop Teal off, but 
at the same time, she was so excited. And the goodie bag, just, I mean, for the next three days, she just kept showing me the goodie bag that she had gotten. And that's that's the hardest part, I think, when we see our children going through these journeys is inclusion just isn't as easy as everyone thinks it is. And those little things like inviting him to go do something or just even saying, come over for a play date. Not yeah. even, I mean, not play dates at 14. Okay, a little different. But yeah, it can be so simple for a mom or a dad to say, yeah, Let's arrange a play date. We don't even have to do food. From three o'clock to four o'clock after school, we can go to the park. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be hard. I mean, I can understand on clients why people are afraid to, but we can make it happen. You can make it happen. It's not that challenging. I mean, it can be, but it just takes a little bit of adjustment, a little bit of adjustment on people's behavior. And just, I think a lot of it comes down to extreme awareness. So maybe it's not a little bit of an adjustment. It can be extreme awareness and that can be more of adjustment, but that's important. It's important for our kids to feel like, hey, I may not be typical, but I can have a, a life that feeds me and brings me joy and feeds my soul and all of that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure Teal had a blast just going and watching Yeah, and being a part of it. And just like Klein loved to go to parties when he was little and he was okay if I brought him his own cupcake. He just was happy to be there. Yeah. Thank you for spending time with me. I do want to make sure that I honor what is a huge blog, even though you haven't been posting much. I want to highlight it because it's called, I love this, Klein's topical steroid hell.blogspot.com. I love it. We'll go ahead and put that in the show notes for sure. Uh, you also mentioned it's in the international organization that you found that really helped with the, the addiction and the, the yeah, knowledge, the nonprofit. And then you also work with tahoeability.org. Will you tell me briefly what that is? Because it is part of your meet amazing stories. You know, you didn't just advocate for your child and help him to have a life that is more typical of a teenager. You know, you also are doing really incredible work beyond that. So tell me about your role with Tahoe Ability. I manage the independent living program for our special needs community here in the Truckee Tahoe area. And what does that mean? So I help them be successful at living on their own. Some days I'm calling SSA and for their SSI disability and Medi-Cal, or some days they need help cleaning the kitty litter. I'm cleaning the kitty litter, going grocery shopping and doing some meal prep. It's totally different all the time. It's just really great and rewarding. And if people aren't living independently, I'll still find some way to help them feel a little bit more independent, whether it's we go grocery shopping and we get all their food so that when they come to our day program at Tahoe Ability Program, they can make their meals so that they're not having to buy lunch or that their family's not having to make them lunch so that they can be a little more independent. So it's really great work. And it's a great organization. It's a nonprofit here in Truckee. And all of it is really funded by the government and grants. It's pretty amazing that there's these programs for adults with special needs so that they don't just have to be home all day with their their family or alone. Or And one of the biggest things I know for most parents is that question of when they phase out when they phase out of the regional center support, the school system, when yeah. they phase out of the school system. So it's a really wonderful program. And I'm assuming there's programs like this all around the country. 
and we have listeners from all over the world. So hopefully there's a place that you can look for, you know, if it's just searching for that, but hopefully there are more organizations. Hopefully there's day programs and there's, um, we do independent living program. And then we also have tailored day service that's helping them find jobs and work in locally. Wonderful. It's awesome. Thank Great you. work. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me, Lauren. Lauren is a really amazing actor. And so that's how we event or years ago bumped into each other. So I'm thrilled to be a part of your community now too. Well, thank you for letting me ramble. Oh, you didn't ramble. You really did <laughs> educate me for sure. Even just the awareness. It's really good. Well, be careful if you're prescribed topical steroids for a little bit of eczema and it starts to get worse pay attention. Like if it starts in the elbow and then you start using and it, it travels, it's not a good sign. And um, steroids shouldn't be used long-term. Good information. But there's plenty of pictures of Klein's beautiful oozing skin on my blog. <laughs> Great. So if you are in this position and you need to know more, Laura is going to go in and do another blog post with an update. Yes, I'll on update how it because it's been like six or seven years <laughs> because we started to live again. So, yeah. and when you live yeah. again, you don't spend as much time on the computer. Yeah. So, yeah. thank you very, very much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do, please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is forourspecialkids. And finally, remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself and others. Until next time.